Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's for many years. And the more I studied psychopaths and their strategies of uh, seducing and charming and devouring their victims, I began to see that it's exactly the same step-by-step process in which Islamization is happening in the West. And so I wrote this book to show that our surrender is actually transpiring in exactly the same paradigm and structure by which jihad, uh, by which psychopaths take over their victims. We've got uh, a great guest with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. He's our first guest here on our iHeartRadio presentation, Talk America Live today. And uh, Don Mazzell, of course, with us today as well. Now, Don, um, that's that's pretty cool that uh, Jamie's book has been getting a lot of praise from folks like John Bolton. What, what do you make of that? Well, uh, first thing is I got I have to go out and read it. Uh, this, uh, the the second thing is, I, I'd like to just ask a, a question to clarify. Uh, are you saying that, uh, like a psych- psychopath who overcomes his victim uh, by sheer terror in, in the end, uh, uh, ISIS is doing that uh, uh, to us here in the West, and uh, as we uh, retreat out, they they overcome? Is that what you're saying? Well, that's part of what I'm saying, but it's much deeper than that. You see, as I outline in my book, psychopaths have a certain paradigm in which they operate. There's a romancing stage, there's a charming stage, there's a seduction stage, then they get their claws into you, and then there's other methods by which they take over. I'll just give a a quick example. In the beginning, for instance, when a psychopath first begins to charm and seduce his victim, uh, there's many steps in which he uses. For instance... Uh, the serpent in the Garden of Eden with Eve use the this is in your interest stage when the psychopath tries to pretend that the advice he's giving you is in your interest we find many many same of the parallels for instance psychopaths tell their victims in the beginning during the seduction stage that we are a lot alike it's a very important stage they're always emphasizing how alike they are with their victim now for instance in the interfaith dialogue quote-unquote that's going on today, you see many of the Islamic supremacists approaching Christian communities, for instance, saying, we love Jesus too, we respect Jesus. And we know, of course, that the truth is that they don't believe that Jesus died on the cross or is a member of the Holy Trinity or is divine, but it's a deceptive strategy. I can give many, many more steps here. I outline the many steps of psychopathy and I show that it's exactly the same process. I'll just give one more very quickly. After the psychopath gets his claws into his victim, the seduction and charming is over. He doesn't have to do that anymore. Now, during the imprisonment, when the psychopath owns his victim, it, what, the, what the perpetrator does is psychopaths are experts in punching their victims in the face, and within 30 seconds, seconds the psychopath is pouting and sulking and the victim is apologizing to the abuser 
If you watch very carefully today, after every jihadist attack, our establishment media and the left, which who are minions for jihadists, right away begin reporting that the Muslim community is fearing a backlash. That's the way it's slanted. And within just the blink of an eye after the jihadist attack, all of us are apologizing to the Muslim community for being Islamophobes. You see, I give the parallels here. I give an outline of how psychopaths take over their victims, and I show that it's exactly the same way that jihad is doing today. You know, that's a wonderful example. I hadn't thought of it that way but uh, when you, uh, for that last one, and you're absolutely right. The, the, you know, the newspaper, the media is so immediately uh, filled with all these stories about how the community is so afraid of being uh, tarred with the ISIS brush. If they, if they, if they got rid of, injected the ISIS uh, from it, uh, they wouldn't have to worry about it. But um, uh, what a great example of that. You're making me more and more uh, interested in running out and getting the book. Um, well, thank you very much. No, um, uh, l let's go from there. You, uh, uh, <clears throat> um, uh, now you've postulated the, the problem. Uh, uh, what's the solution? Well, the solution, well, let, let me just backtrack for a minute to crystallize what the huge problem is. You see, in the world of psychopathy, the psychopath does not allow you to name him for who he is and what he is doing. They succeeded in that, especially during the Obama administration. As we know, the Muslim Brotherhood came to the administration in 2011 and said, let us see all your FBI documents, let's see all your CIA training manuals, we want to see all your intelligence ma uh, training manuals. And the Obama administration allowed them to do that. Imagine during the Cold War that the KGB came to one of our administrations and said, we want to see all of your intelligence agency training manuals. That's what the Obama administration allowed for the Muslim Brotherhood front groups to do. Now, very quickly, the Muslim Brotherhoods came back and groups came back and said, take out all these references to jihad and Islam out of your training manuals. The Obama administration accommodated them. Jihad, Islam, all references to Islam and jihad were taken out of FBI, CIA, other intelligence agency manuals. In other words, we were unable and incapable of making a threat assessment. That's why the Boston Marathon massacre happened. That's why Orlando happened. That's why Fort Hood happened. That's why San Bernardino happened. We are unable to make a proper threat assessment. Stephen Coughlin has documented this in Catastrophic Failure. Thank God for Donald Trump to answer your question. He's doing one of the most important things during his campaign and afterwards. He began to say the words Islam, radical Islam, jihad. This is crucial. So one of the first things we have to do is start naming the ideology that is attacking us and to be truthful about it. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, um, uh, and you're, you're right about all of that. But you said that, uh, and again, I get back to my question. You've identified a problem, you've done a, identified it very well, but um, uh, do you have any uh, so solutions you, you would want to talk about? 
Well, this is what I'm saying, that one of the first things we have to start doing, the solution in and of itself is the beginning process, is to name and to be able to label our enemy. And that's the way we can start defending ourselves from jihad. So, for instance, Phil Haney, a Department of Homeland Security officer, was investigating Islamists in the Department of Homeland Security during the Obama administration. That was one solution. That's a very important solution to have the Department of Homeland Security be investigating Islamists and to be able to ask the right questions, for instance, to approach them and say, do you believe in Sharia? Do you believe in the Koran? Do you go to mosques? Which ones? That's a solution. But guess what? The Obama administration shut down Phil Haney's investigation and they deleted all of his files. Later, Saeed Farouk and Tafshin Malik perpetrated the San Bernardino massacre and killed those Americans in San Bernardino. Phil Haney said afterwards that those two murderers were within the networks of what he was investigating. In other words, if those investigations had not been shut down, San Bernardino would never have happened. So one of the solutions is to allow our intelligence agencies and our law enforcement to start saying the words and to start thinking along the lines of Islam, Jihad, and to be honest about what their um, texts say and what their ideologies are. Okay. Uh, the Obama administration is now two two years into our rearview mirror, and I uh, I agree with everything you say. Yet uh, it's my understanding, and again, I'm not as uh, clued in as you are, uh, that uh, over the last two years under the uh, uh, Trump administration, we seem to be doing some of the things that you think should be done, and seem to ha have a fairly good effect. Am I wrong in that? No, you're absolutely right. So this is where, you know, I call Donald Trump a providential godsend for a reason. Because number one, as I've said, he has started making a proper threat assessment and allowing um, the people around him to do so. That's a great development. And there's been other things that he's been doing as well, just to credit Donald Trump in terms of the war against the jihadist psychopath and overall the war against Islamic supremacism. Uh, just He's just doing wonderful things. For instance, during the Obama administration, which was serving the interests of our enemy, which was submitting to Sharia, which was aiding and abetting our enemies, what the Obama administration did was, in terms of the rules of engagement in Afghanistan, for instance, they were horrible rules of engagement. Our troops had to warn the enemy like 24, 48 hours before they came to check things. Um, they weren't allowed to shoot people first. Uh, and when I say people, of course, I'm, I'm being rhetorical. I mean they weren't even allowed to shoot at the enemy first. Um, we can go on and on about these horrible rules of engagement. And the American boys and girls were writing home to their families saying we're more worried about the rules of engagement than we worry about the, uh, than we worry about the Taliban and Al-Qaeda. And the deaths in, Af in Afghanistan of our boys and girls over there skyrocketed during the Obama administration. Trump came in and is reversing those rules of engagement and not giving, and giving the protection of our troops a priority, which is wonderful. And also, as you know, he has come in 
given the military the authority on the ground in Iraq and Syria while they were fighting against ISIS. That's something that Obama refused to do, and of course not because he's naive, but because he was serving the enemy. So Trump came in, and within eight months we saw almost 90% of the territory that ISIS controlled lost and uh, so ISIS has been crushed because of Trump and the things that he was doing for American interests and for the interests of freedom and liberty. So Trump's just doing a great job. Uh, I, I, uh, I agree on that. By the way, uh, can I just digress for one minute? Did you see that uh, Speaker Pelosi said she didn't want to invite him uh, to do the State of the State address um, because of, quote, security concerns? So what did he do? She was going overseas to, uh, on an army plane, uh, on a, and he told her to uh, stay home. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that, but I really think that really shows you that we do have some uh, uh, fresh winds in Washington. I can't resist not discussing that. Well, Trump is fantastic. You see, what he's doing right now is what con uh, previous uh, many conservatives in general are afraid to do, and what weaklings like Romney is obviously afraid to do, and why it's good Trump is in. Trump fights culture war. He doesn't try, like, you know, conservatives overall, their problem is, is they try to be nice. Conservatives want very nice, clean lawns, and they ha have their bow ties on, and they want to be civil. This is not how to fight culture war. The the left is ruthless, they hate us, and they're trying to destroy this country. And why they hate Trump so much is because he fights and he battles and he goes, he hits right back at them, and it's a wonderful thing that he's doing. Well, Jiggy, um, uh, is IQ on or not? Uh, I've been trying to get him on Skype. His oh. Skype is not is not working. I I, I don't think today. Well, I'm sorry because uh, IQ is the person that really should be <laughs> I know. To you. <laughs> uh, no, a compliment to our our host. IQ is our real expert on on. Uh, ISIS and all things that, and uh, uh, I'm a poor second to him. But I will continue till hopefully we get him, because uh, uh, your book. Uh, let me ask you a question: How did you come to write this book, and what's your background? Well, my background is that I was born in the Soviet Union. My parents were dissidents that fought against the Soviet Empire. My dad and my mom stood up against the Soviet regime. And my parents cared about the dissidents that were languishing in the gulag, that were being persecuted for their political and religious beliefs. We were also Christians, and we were persecuted for our faith. And that's a whole other very long story. To make a long story short, we just barely avoided the gulag, and we were able to escape the Soviet Union. Now, because of that, we ended up in America when I was a very little kid, and I grew to love this country. And I knew that when I landed here, I had arrived in paradise. And I love America because I come from a totalitarian environment. And so as I was growing up, in America, and, and you know, I moved to Canada afterwards. But overall, I fell in love with freedom, and America is the bastion of freedom and supports freedom. And so, when I began to see these species of people that I realized were called leftists, they became my enemies because the leftists were telling my family to shut up, that the country that we come from is great, and the country that we are at now is awful.
and they were telling us that America is the worst country in the world, and they were worshiping the communist system. So I've dedicated my life to analyzing the left and exposing their very destructive agenda. And so one of my books, United in Hate, has revealed their destructive agenda. And now Jihad is Psychopath, my new book, is a further analysis of how the left allies itself and romances with, the, with our enemies. Well, you know, that's interesting. I'm, uh, I'm uh, also the daughter of uh, the son of uh, immigrants. Well, let me ask you a question. Why is it that um, uh, the, the, generate, the, the Im- immigrants like you and me uh, and our t- children of immigrants find this c- country so great, Yet, yet the immigrants we're, we're, we're get, bringing in that are coming in now uh, uh, from uh, uh, the Near Eastern countries, etc., or even uh, um, South America, they don't find the same sense of uh, of uh, opportunity and and uh, love of freedom that we found. Why do you think that's happening? Well, absolutely, but it depends which ones we are talking about. It, de- it depends what kind of immigration is in effect. So even till this day, we have immigrants that are escaping the totalitarian environments that very much honor and worship this country. For instance, uh, the producer of my show, The Glazov Gang, her name is Annie Cyrus. She uh, escaped Iran, and I know many Persians that have come from Iran and really love this country, just like I love this country. So it's not so much, I would say, a timeline. I would say it's from where and what ideology. So, for instance, Annie, like myself, Annie escaped Sharia. I escaped communism. And both of us love this country because we've, we know what it is to be deprived of freedom. Now, who the, now the, now the quote-unquote immigrants that you're speaking about, this, this is really scary stuff, as you're saying. We have a lot of people coming into this country, not because they're fleeing totalitarianism, because they want freedom and because they, they want to support freedom, but they're coming here for malicious intent or to use and exploit our system. And so this is very important to stress here. It's called Hydra. Hydra. This is jihad by immigration. And you see the Muslim Brotherhood and ISIS, they all boast about this. This is actually a strategy in Islam itself, that they will conquer and destroy us through numbers. See, they're attacking us on many different levels. They can attack us militarily. They attack us through institutions. They attack us through controlling our freedom of speech. But they're also attacking us through numbers. So what they do is they come here, many of these people that are coming here from these totalitarian ideologies, but they don't have good intentions. It's not because they love our freedom and want to support us. They're coming here on the one hand, of course, to exploit the fact that we've created a wonderful society, but they've also come here because they want to take Sharia law and ultimately replace it. Uh, replace the U.S. Constitution with it. And so they don't have good intentions, and that's why, you know, we have to be much more uh, careful and do much better vetting in the future, which Trump, of course, wants to do, and that Obama was, as we know, very much against. You know, I saw a dangerous trend. I don't know if you are aware, but the the candidate that lost to uh, Senator Cruz, uh, Beto, whatever his name is, (laughs) uh, (laughs) 
Uh, you know, imagine if you went around life being called Beto all your life. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that uh, would be a drag. Uh, uh, but, but the point is, he said uh, in, in uh, I think, the Washington Post, how he, he thought the Constitution didn't work anymore. I don't know if you saw that. I'm, but what's frightening is that people are saying that's a reasonable statement. The Constitution, and I quote you, uh, the, uh, the Constitution is no, uh, isn't working anymore. You know? Uh, I sit here in, in wonderment. And, uh, and, he, and they started by saying he is a potential candidate for President of the United States. Uh, anyway. Uh, well, well, that's where we stand. The left hates this country. The left hates our Constitution. The left hates the Declaration of Independence. And this agenda of theirs is growing stronger, and it's accelerating, and it's becoming more and more accepted by the younger generation, which is completely brainwashed by the left, because they own academia, they own Hollywood, they own the media, they own the boundaries of discourse, and it's really scary what's they're, what they're achieving, because there is so much ignorance in terms of the past, in terms of why the Soviet Union was the disaster and the monstrosity that it was. There's so much ignorance in young, a lot of young people today about why America is so prosperous, why it's so free, why it's so successful. And this is a real danger because the radical left yep. owns our education system. You're absolutely right on that. All you have to do is just read the, the textbooks that, uh, that they give to our, uh, our, our young people. It's scary. I, I, I tell every par uh, parent, go out and read your textbooks. It's like you're in a different country. Well, well, right. well, uh, well Jamie, uh, before we let you go, because I know, I know that you've, you've got a lot of places to be and uh, not a lot of time to be there. Um, before we let you go, how do we get the book and uh, find you online? Well, thank you so much. Um, you know, I would encourage everybody to go to jamieglazoff.com. That's my site. You're going to find out about my new book, She Had a Psychopath. You'll be able to watch my show, uh, The Glazoff Gang, and you'll be able to find out my, uh, about my event coming up on February 6th at the Beverly Hills Hotel, where I'll be giving a talk about my speech. So go to jamieglazoff.com, but also I'm the editor of frontpagemag.com and the chief editor of that magazine and the president of the whole center there is David Horowitz. Front Page Mag is a project oh. of the David Horowitz Freedom Center. And David Horowitz is a hero of our modern time because there's no one else that has contributed in a more effective and powerful way than exposing the evil of the left because he's a former leftist. He got out of that belly of the beast. He escaped that totalitarian ideology. He's dedicated himself to fighting the left now. And I, it's it's a great honor for me to be at his side and also to fight can this destruction. Can I jump in? Can I yes. jump in here? Yes. Um, uh, did Dave work at NBC News years ago? I don't think that that's the same David Horowitz. No, I think it might, might might be a different guy, Don. Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to. But uh, no, uh, no, 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 no. That's 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 excellent. We've uh, we've got uh, uh, our you guest. Tell, you tell him that he does a terrific job. Yes, um, thank anyway. you so much. 
real honor to be here. Thank you, well, gentlemen. Well, I appreciate it. We're going to take a brief break, and when we come back, we've got our next guest uh, coming up. Don, I'll be back with you here on Skype here in just a few moments. Jamie, I appreciate you making time for us today. And uh, I appreciate that. I got to go to break because we got our other guest call. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 